Welcome to The Theater Project. Today, The Theater Project is thinking about up-and-coming playwrights. Third place winner of our 2022 Young Playwrights Competition, Isabel Lindsay, introduces an audio reading of her award-winning play, Community Garden, followed by an interview with 2020 Young Playwright Competition honoree, Jacob Makovsky. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the Theater Project's podcast, The Theater Project Thinks About. My name is Jacob Makovsky, and today I'm going to be interviewing another up-and-coming playwright, Isabel Lindsay, for her wonderful one-act play, Community Garden. So how are you, Isabel? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Thank you. So before we dive into the play, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? All right. I'm 18 years old. I currently am a freshman at the College of New Jersey, and I love writing in every sense of the word. I like writing everything, and I've honestly been writing for as long as I can remember. Without further ado, why don't we listen to Community Garden? Are you bringing the party up with you? No, no, just me. I'm sorry, am I interrupting? No, no. Really, it's fine. Oh, did you prop the hatch? The what? The hatch for the opening to the rooftop? Yeah. Did you prop it? Oh, no. Ay, por Dios. Está bien. Voy a llamar a mis padres. Hey, stop messing with that. You'll break it. Right. I actually already broke my shower curtain, if you can believe it. I slipped in the shower, grabbed it, and... One second, try my mom. You know, maybe this is a sign I should start charging my phone more often. I met plenty of people since I moved here. Could have called Tracy or something. <laughs> Nothing? I'm sorry. They must have the ringers over. They can hear them over the music. Well, don't apologize for my idiocy. I'm sure they'll realize you're missing soon. This is kind of funny, though, in a weird way. I've met so many people tonight at this party. I would have had so many people to call if my phone wasn't dead. I'm, I'm so sorry, Andres. I just moved here a week ago. I don't think I know you two yet. No, I know about you. Edgar was talking about you just earlier, how noisy you are stomping around. Oh, I'm famous. How fun. It's a small building, Emery. I think I live under your apartment, actually. No way. Yeah, you're the guy who plays this saxophone, right? My dad yelled at you once. He's Edgar. This is a small building. 
Well, I'm sure your dad will love me once he finds out I trapped you and... Senora Reina. Senora on the roof. And it's better than being stuck up here alone, right? No, I came up here for some peace and quiet. Come on, Grupo de Lobos, eh? Contra una niña me asustaban con sus gritos. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm the only person in this building who doesn't speak Spanish. You probably are. My mother would be thrilled. Not that she taught me any, and I lived in Pennsylvania two weeks ago in a music program, so... I'm sure there are a few Spanish speakers in Pennsylvania. Not in my college. And not that I would have cared that much. No offense. I wasn't doing a lot but playing sax and, well, sleeping. College, mija. Maybe you should ask him a few things. Please, no more questions about college. I came up to this room to avoid those questions, Senora Reina. Ah, but you're not being asked. You're asking him. It's different. It's Aries' turn to think about college. She's such a smart girl. Gracias, Senora Reina. Um, any advice? I'll be a senior next year. Oh, yikes. I, I don't... Well, I learned some valuable stuff in college, but most of the learning I'm hoping to do out there. But I mean, other than that, it's a different experience for everyone. I, you're no help. Eddie Muñeca, you need to have more faith. You think so lowly of yourself. What are you planning to do in college? I'm not exactly sure. I think I'll look somewhere in computer science or something. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. That's just what I said I would major in college before I discovered the sax, of course. Where do you play the saxophone when you're not blaring it above my apartment? Well, I'm looking for some new gigs at the moment. I was hoping to land something steady, but you know, two jobs, conflicting schedules. Oh. What's your real job then? I mean, I shelve towels and I pet sit occasionally, but being a saxophone player is my real job. It's not all I do, but Lord, do I do it. And once I land a gig at the bar over at 35th and 11th, once I can start playing there regularly, then I'll finally get some recognition. I'll be like a crowd favorite. You use those words very confidently. Once I, I will. You sound like the people who said they would plant something in those boxes. I've heard quite a few people claim they would turn this roof into a beautiful community garden. Always all this, all that. It's so easy to speak your actions rather than do them. Well, maybe you can judge them a little more harshly than me. Seeing as landing a third job when you're already balancing two is slightly more difficult than planting flowers. How have your parents not realized you're missing yet? Ratoncita, little mouse. Eddie has always been so quiet. Your parents probably think you're hiding in your room. I feel like one of those fake gardeners too. I mean, I'm always saying how I'll find something I'm passionate about. Something I'll look into the future, the missing piece in my path towards college, but it never comes. I have no idea what I'm going to do after I graduate. I don't even know if I wanna go to college. 
No, that's not what I mean. I Do just... you know when I first realized I wanted to be a saxophone player? No, when? When I was in middle school. I was a sax player in my school's band. It was fun and all, but I never thought anything of it. I had tons of hobbies, cars, animals, you know. But one day my band teacher told me I could be a professional. He said he saw it in me. And that ignited this crazy thought in my mind that I could do what I loved for a living. Not something I'd been chasing my whole life for, something I felt like I'd always meant to do, just something I loved. Maybe you haven't found that something yet. That's cool too. Oh. Senora Reina. Maybe you are some help. You know, it's funny. I watch so many people say they would fix up this old rooftop, build this community garden, only for them to forget or work on a more important job. It never occurred to me that they might have fulfilled their promises if I offered to help. If you helped, I would help too, and I could tell my friends, and it would be something fun. If your dad yells at me for playing too loud, hey, I could play up here. I'm sure the neighboring buildings would have mind, and maybe I'd lend a hand with gardening too. <laughs> Senora Reina, you told me you were too old for change, and yet here we are, three people who are stuck, and we're the ones who are finally going to build this garden. Oh, I can't believe it. I completely forgot the reason why I came to the roof for. The fireworks. <laughs> oh, it's midnight. Feliz Año Nuevo, you guys. Oh, wait, it's my parents. Hola. Sí. Feliz Año Nuevo, mami. Te quiero mucho también. Y papi? El techo. Okay. I love you. Bye. Other people want to see the fireworks from the roof. Our saviors are coming. <laughs> <laughs> So, that was Community Garden, written by Isabel Lindsay. What was the initial idea that you had that sparked Community Garden? The initial idea was an assignment because I was in my English class in senior year back when I was in communications high school and my English teacher assigned we had to write a one-act play because we had just read a bunch of one-act plays. So I was just coming up with random ideas. I was making random characters and one of the plays we had just read was No Exit where it was a situation in which none of the characters could get out and so I thought that was a really interesting idea and so that sparked the idea for my play in which all of the characters are on the roof of a building and the latch is locked shut so they can't get off of the roof and that's sort of where the story started to spread out and that's where it began. Right. And in terms of the characters, I felt like when I was reading it, I felt like every single character was very distinct. And in each line of dialogue, it felt like they had so much depth and a lot of thought put into them. I really do think that shines through in, in every line of dialogue. Well, thank you. That's, that's so nice. With my characters, specifically, one of them's a 16-year-old who's preparing for college and she's really nervous about the future. And I have to be honest, that character was 
mostly based off of me because at that time I was also looking at colleges and I was very nervous about the future. And then with the other two characters, Andres and Reina, one of them is like an old woman who's been living in that building for a long time and the other one is a young man who just finished college and he's very optimistic about his future. And I kind of wanted to do opposite sides of a coin because Reina She's not pessimistic per se, but she's very realistic because she's seen a lot of people try and find themselves but end up stuck in the same position. And then there's Andres who thinks that he's going to find himself and he has a lot of hope for his future. So I thought if I could make these characters very contrasting, then it would add some more interesting story. Right. And I also felt like a lot of their conversations flowed very naturally. Was there any specific inspiration for the dynamic that they had? I think some of the conversations that I've had with adults about college and the future, I think that inspired a lot of the conversations that happened with the characters in the play. Because with both of them talking to Maere, who's the character that's like based off of me, their conversations with her are about the future and how she should think highly of herself and be prepared for the future, but also don't be too optimistic, but also you should reach for the stars and it kind of flops back and forth. So I think that was inspired by a lot of the conversations that I had with adults when I was looking at colleges because you're supposed to do what you love, but also you're supposed to do something that will support you and you can't go reach too far, but you also should reach as far as you want. (laughs) It's a very back and forth kind of thing. So that's basically what inspired a lot of the dialogue. Now that you have gone to college and you've been through your first semester, as you look back at your show, do you think about it with any new insights or do you kind of think about what you wrote any differently than you did when you had first written it? Well, now that I've been to college and I have a more set idea of what I want to do in the future, I do think of it differently. And I think I agree more with Andres because he was the one who said that college is different for everyone and you should go with what you really want to do when you go there. And I agree, and I think that you have more time than you think you do, and you should go with what you really love and what you want to do in the future, because that's what I did when I went to college. Right. And do you have a favorite character in your show? I'm not sure. I've gotten attached to all of them, so I can't say that I have a favorite now, because I don't want to betray the other two. And going back a little bit earlier, you had mentioned that there had been a lot of different ideas as you started to think about Community Garden and as you started to form your ideas for your show. Do you remember how many drafts the show had gone through? It went through at least two drafts and then after that I was like, okay, I need to finish this because I had the deadline for the assignment. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I changed that draft. So I think it was three drafts because I did two drafts for the actual assignment and then I took that assignment and I made it more personal And I made it more flowy and creative. And that's the one that I submitted for the competition. So could you tell me a little bit about what your writing process is like in general? I know writers like to set up a specific space or listen to music. Is there anything in particular that helps you to write? I also like listening to music, but I'd like to listen to instrumental music because when I listen to music with lyrics in it, This sounds weird, but I feel the words in the lyrics clash with the words in my writing, which I don't know how that works, but it's how my brain works. 
So I usually just listen to classical music when I write. And usually when I write, I get a vague idea. I start by writing a basic summary of what my idea is, and then I add details as I go along. So I have like a summary, basically, and then I start writing based off of that summary. What do you think is the hardest part of writing a story? (laughs) The ending. I struggle with endings all the time, and I'm not sure why, but for some reason I feel like I need to wrap up everything really neatly, and I need to fix every problem that I addressed in the story. So when I write my ending, I feel like it has to be very set. And when I can't figure out a way to fix everything, then the ending doesn't feel finished enough. So that's the hardest part for me. That's actually really interesting because usually when I ask people when they're writing something what the most difficult part is, I usually get that the middle is the most difficult part. I've never heard anyone say that the ending is. I guess that makes sense. Usually with the middle, I can add a lot of the detail and a lot of the depth of what the story is and that's when I get into the groove of it but trying to fix all of the problems that I inserted into the story at the end that's what really throws me off. And how do you handle whenever you encounter writer's block? Usually I try to write out of it so I just keep writing even if the writing is absolute nonsense and I know I'm going to delete most of it later. I just try and keep the movement going until I can actually find something that I like and once I find something that I like then I can continue out of it. But a lot of times when I get writer's block I just take a break and then I try to write again even if I know the writing isn't good. I have to either keep going or I have to stop completely and get a snack and then come back. And have you written anything else since finishing Community Garden? Um, I've been writing a lot of poems for my creative writing class that I had this semester. And I did write a few short stories, but nothing that I've submitted to anything or nothing that's been published. Just personal stories that I really liked. Is there anything in particular that you've written that you've really enjoyed? For my creative writing class, I wrote a short story about two college students who rented an apartment above a, I think, a donut shop in like a little beach town, and there was a storm coming in, and two students were really worried about the storm because it was going to be really rough, but they knew they were going to be fine, but as the storm got worse, their fighting got worse, and so it was supposed to be a connection between those two. And eventually, as they made up, the storm subsided. So that was something that I was really proud of. It was called Storm Surge. That was one of my favorite things that I wrote. That sounds great. Did you write that for a specific class or did you just write that for fun? I wrote that for my creative writing class, but I started it for fun. It was actually just a random story that I started and then I continued it for my creative writing class. Is writing what you think you want to do for a living? Yes, 100%. I don't think I'm going to be only a creative writer. I'm going to have other jobs on the side. Like I want to go into the editing and publishing department, something like that. But I definitely want to continue writing for the rest of my life and hopefully make a career out of it. And what was the first thing that you ever wrote, like when you initially kind of got into writing? When I was in elementary school, I would have a whole collection of composition notebooks that I would write in just random stuff. Sometimes it would be diary entries, other times it would be creative stuff. And a lot of the times it was based off of the books that I was reading because I love to read. But I can't remember specifically the first thing that I wrote. It was probably a story about a tea party or something like that. (laughs) And do you have a favorite book or a favorite piece of media or, or play or anything? Ah, I'm sitting next to my bookshelf right now. To say a favorite book is like to say a favorite child. 
I mean, you could say a couple. I could say a couple. Ooh, okay. A couple of favorite children. <laughs> a couple of favorite children out of my very long list. Um, let me see. One of my favorite books is The Book Thief, because that changed my life, that book. And the other one, oh, is The Secret History by Donna Tartt, because Donna Tartt in general, she's such a good author, and I love her work. And, okay, two more. One is Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe, because that is so good, and it makes me cry every time I read it. And the second one is The Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka which everyone makes fun of me for because they all think it's just a story about a guy who turns into a bug. But (laughs) (laughs) when I first read that story, I actually cried. And it was really embarrassing talking about it to my friends because obviously they didn't cry because they didn't care. But I did because it was really sad. So that one's one of my favorite stories. What do you think makes a really good story? When you can really get into it and you don't have to connect personally with it because a lot of the books I've read, I could never relate to them but I could connect to the characters in them and I could sympathize with them. Either I wanted them to win if they were protagonists or I wanted them to lose if they were antagonists. Just something that you could get, you could feel passionate about and you can like really get into the story. And if you could go back before you started to really get into writing and into reading and storytelling and you could give yourself any advice, what do you think you would go back and tell yourself now? I would tell myself not to try and be perfect all the time because a lot of the time when I wanted to write something if the story didn't seem like it was going to turn out the way I wanted it to or if it seemed like I wasn't going to finish it I just wouldn't start it at all that's not a good way to go about it I think you should just write when you want to write even if you know that the story you're writing isn't going to be finished or isn't going to be as complete as you want it to be you should still try and write anyway because it's something that should be done for fun not something that should be done to complete something so I would tell that to my younger self right so just to kind of try to avoid the trap of being kind of perfectionist in everything you write yes exactly that is a very good answer thank you Are there any teachers or professors or family members or friends who really helped you throughout your journey in becoming a writer? Oh, there are a lot, actually. In eighth grade, I had this English teacher, and she made a poster for me that said, I'm not sure who wrote the quote, but the quote was, Tomorrow is the first blank page of a 365-page book. Write a good one. And I still have that poster in my room because I thought it was a really sweet thing for her to make for me because she knew how much I loved to write. And when she read a lot of the stuff that I wrote for her class, she was always really supportive of it. And she gave me a lot of praise and she told me where I could fix something. So I really appreciate her. Her name was Miss Sobieski, but I think she got married. So I'm not sure if she's going by that name anymore. And... This semester, for my creative writing teacher, her name is Professor Newman, and she has been so nice to me, and she's been so good about my writing, and her feedback is really helpful. So I was really happy to have her as a professor, because I just really appreciated all of the comments that she gave based on my writing and she's very supportive and she's told me about the creative writing program that we have at the College of New Jersey so I really appreciate her when it comes to my writing and honestly all of my friends who I've let read my works because they've been super supportive of me. That's great. It's really good to hear that you have friends who are willing to really support you and what you're interested in and I think it is true that really good professors and really good teachers can also make such a huge difference 
And so that's great to hear. And my last question is, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? In 10 years, I see myself either somewhere in a cabin a million miles away from civilization, um, just living off of the land, or I'm in maybe a publishing company and I'm writing creatively on the side and I'm in some kind of city because I might move to a city after college because that just seems a good place for me to find work. So hopefully that one instead of the isolated cabin one, but we'll see. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show, Isabel. It has been very, very nice to get to learn so much about you and your writing process today. So thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Theatre Project Thinks About. Our audio engineer was Alex Gomez, and our theme music was by Gail Liu and Damien DeSandes. Visit thetheaterproject.org to sign up for our mailing list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you liked what you heard today, please consider leaving a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.